0: Hello and welcome to Platforms for Future. This podcast is about building and scaling B2B platform ventures to help you to accelerate and de-risk your journey with practical tips and insights. In our conversations, we talk to founders, executives, and experts uncovering what they experienced and learned building their ventures. But we also cover new trends like ecosystem strategies, IoT and data platforms, Web3, and sustainability. This podcast is complementary to our Platform Innovation Kit toolset and the Platform Academy, where you can find more tools and learning opportunities for you and your team. For more information, please visit platforminnovationkit.com.
1: And now, enjoy today's conversation. Hello, everybody. Welcome to a new episode of our podcast, Platforms for Future. And today, we have an exciting Guest with us, it's uh, Katrin Günther. She is vice president of the business unit, digital solutions at the Ullmann Pack Systems. And um, she will talk about how to start, launch, and scale a platform as a machine builder company. Hello, Katrin.
2: Yeah, hello together. And thanks for the invitation. Happy to be here. We're
0: happy and, to
1: have you. Yes, and uh, and also I'm very happy to have my lovely co-host Natalie.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, hello. Hi Catherine.
1: I'm not Hi. forgetting you, Natalie. Yeah, hello, hello Catherine. I know. Um nice to have you in our podcast and uh, please give our listeners the chance to learn more about you, who you are and uh, what was your journey, how you joined Women and uh, yeah, just give a little bit of context to our listeners. Yeah.
2: For sure. Thank you very much. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm from a personal point of view, I'm uh, 36 years old, uh, live in the south of Bavaria um, and uh, especially Ullmann is in the south of uh, Germany or Baden-Württemberg. So my background in general is uh, in the IT sector and automation sector. And uh, so I had uh, several stations um, in the industry and I joined uh, Ullmann Meanwhile, six and a half years ago um, and uh, started there um, with, let's say, some kind of sales um, activities. Um, Ulman at that time had already um, a track and trace business where we sold some software and I was hired to push the sales activities. And then uh, we had a very, yeah, let's say, future-oriented CEO. And at that time, he already um, asked, what does that mean, that point of digitalization? And how does that maybe impact Um, our business as a machine builder. Uh, And finally, I get the, let's say the big task to define a digitalization strategy for the um, company Ullmann. And uh, so the journey started and uh, meanwhile ended up in an own business unit. We are uh, around about 180 people um, developing software products um, to connect and to digitalize uh, digitalize um, pharmaceutical production. And yeah, that's the current challenge um, to bring up uh, the pharma industry to the next level.
0: Thanks, Catherine. So you, you've, uh, you're diving in straight away in the platform. And uh, so um, just to give slightly uh, some context, uh, uh, um, the platform is called PackSight. Yes. And uh, the idea was to build a, a sustainable packaging platform. So, can you give us? So you started giving a, a little bit of context, but can you give us maybe the first uh, steps you took? Because now it's it's quite a big. It's not really a startup, right? It's it's quite a big. Uh, it's a, at minimum a scale up, quite a big organization already. Um, can you take us through the first steps? Maybe the the initiation of that that project. Yeah.
2: So maybe I start a little bit in the past, um, and I think that's more than 10 years ago. Um, but um, so the, the PECSide platform was not just built on the green field. Um, so Ulman already had a, let's say, a good foundation in doing software business, um, established I think more than 10 years ago. We had the first projects uh, for track and trace solutions because there was a track and trace regulation implemented uh, for the pharmaceutical industry. And at that time, Ulman decided um, that we don't just want to deliver the machine parts, uh, but also see some value uh, for the software part. So that was quite, I would say, an an ambitious target, uh, but also a future-oriented decision, um, because I think that's the foundation for PaxArt and the business which we have today. And out of that uh, first project, um, we developed software, um, mainly for the track and trace part. But over the years, then had also projects to connect different lines from different different suppliers, um, realized projects where just the software was delivered and thought the machine was coming out of our business. And uh, as we started to think about what does digitalization means for us uh, we did a broad approach and asking more than uh, 60 customers which we had what are their plans about digitalization what is their strategy and what do they expect from Ulman, especially and one of the things which um, was immediately figured out was that uh, our pharmaceutical customers don't want to have a solution a digital solution from Ulman, and a digital solution for the nat- from another machine supplier because packaging is just one Part of the yeah manufacturing process, and I said we don't want to have from each, each um, yeah machine builder an individual solution, but at the end we just want to have one platform. And this was the wish, and uh, everybody uh, connects to that platform means on the other side we are just the deliverer of data. Um, if you uh, make it in a clear sentence, um, but they said also um, the cutest thing would be if uh, the machine builders um, going together and maybe develop uh, a platform together or maybe one of them uh, is capable to do and um, we then decided and discussed heavily internally um, what does that mean for us uh, either the, the one side uh, that um, we just the uh, deliverer of the data and on the other side uh, maybe if we could be the one who is delivering such a platform um, and that was more or less the idea and then we started together um, with some other uh, machine suppliers to discuss the idea of a platform uh, which we which was developed together and we presented that in 2018 on a big yeah, trade show um, as a, yeah, let's say a use case. Um, And we got such a big feedback, a positive feedback, that this is really what they would like to have. Yeah, and then the idea started to grow. How can we execute that? How can we use the existing business um, to level that up? And also, um, yeah, uh, we had some discussion about strategic directions um, and ended up meanwhile with Packside as a platform, which we scale.
1: It sounds um, very logic to distribute, um, let's say, the challenge to create this platform. Um, So when you talk about data, what exactly do you mean with data? What kind of data you share? What kind of data you exchange? So is it the the information about the packaging or what is the data you mean?
2: (laughs) I mean, in generally, um, so from a machine point of view, um, so you are connecting the machine data to the platform um, at the end to optimize the production process, to improve the OEE, to see failures, um, see optimized microstops and giving operators some more guidance and and help. And for all of that, you need to know and need to understand um, how the equipment is working. So you need the data from the equipment, but also process um, and product relevant uh, information. So from a machine builder point of view, you firsthand talk always about the the data which is coming out of the machine. Of course, if you look on on the complete process, you have the product data and the process data, but this is mostly in the hands, but also in the responsibility of our um, pharmaceutical companies because at the end, they need to be compliant and need to ensure that the product at the end, which is medicine, um, which you all consume, um, which is safe because at the end, uh, no pharmaceutical customer is doing just uh, digitalization per its own uh, at the end it needs to impact the safety of the product, and uh, these are just a few aspects on data on
1: which we work uh, so you tackle the challenge together with other companies so as an alliance uh, but you also mentioned maybe this is not uh, this turned not out that well <laughs> um, so can you also talk a little bit about that so why 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 of of course you you mentioned why you started as an alliance but why also the alliance not worked out (laughs) that well.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's quite logical to say that um, you need to bundle your forces um, and not being just one supplier. In our case, we are delivering packaging machines and just in between other suppliers in the process. Um, So either you are big enough to to challenge this on your own or you need to bundle forces. Um, And that was the first decision that we said we are part of an alliance already. Um, Um, and we all um, face those challenges to deliver digital solutions to our customers. Why not joining together and developing solutions together? And we did this um, and basis was then also that what we showed on the trade show. Um, But after that, um, it comes then to a discussion about how to bring that in real life. And in our case, we were five family-owned machine-building companies. Um, most of them are quite familiar in building machines, but not in building software. And as you can imagine, um, this is uh, quite uh, the opposite, uh, building software than building machines, and needs a completely different mindset and awareness how products are developed, how they're sold, um, how it's really a market approach because we are selling to completely different um, contact persons also on customer side. And also the way how we develop software is quite different, how we develop a machine also from a time point of view. And uh, what we immediately saw is that at that point I would say cultures collide Um, so um, this was especially I think the kind of digital majority of the companies which should work together was quite uh, different Um, and this is then if it comes to decisions because you're not building a a platform with just a few euros uh, or dollars um, it's quite a big investment you need to do Um, so it was immediately the discussion about how risk um, affine we are um, and what we would like to go for together Uh, do we see um, a fast, quick return, or is that a long-time approach, and especially also from a strategic point of view, all the different companies had to, I think, internally discuss um, if software is really a future business part of ours, um, or do we still see our core DNA within building machines, and uh, therefore, we had long, 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 long discussions, and as you um, for sure know, know, the digital world is going a little bit faster than maybe um, the machine building industry. Um, and at a certain point, we decided, OK, those discussions will not really come to a, a quick end. Um, so we need to start somewhere and maybe discuss later on um, um, or continue that discussion later on. And therefore, at the end, uh, two partners started to develop pack um And um, I mean, the main partner was Ulman because we had the manpower already on board. And uh, meanwhile, we are collaborating with other partners uh, outside that initial alliance as well. Um, So we are um, made, from my point of view, the the right decision to go on and see what's coming up um, during the journey. um,
1: This was also then... Uh, easy understood by the other alliance partners to say, okay, yes, okay, uh, we are maybe too slow or whatever, or uh, sharing the risk or sharing the rewards is not, uh, fully aligned. So yes, uh, we are, we are agreeing. Please go ahead alone and we are fine with that. Or was this also a kind of a challenge to convince them to step out and do now take the idea and uh, realize the idea by, by yourself? <laughs>
2: I think um, finally, if I look to that time, I think it was a bit of both. (laughs) I think the one or the other partner um, was fine to take the decision. The other one was quite um, unsure if that decision is right to step out or maybe i should uh, either invest um and so it was always that ongoing decisions uh, and discussions but no nobody was really taken the decision and that was finally then starting the first one took the decision not to participate then we were one less and then finally, we had the discussion, OK, Ulman um, has already a business, uh, which was not just um, a, a small one. Um, and we said, OK, at least for our business, if you just think about Ulman, it was the right decision to move on. And finally, we are now in discussion with those partners again. So that's quite interesting to see.
0: It's interesting because uh, uh, it really shows there's not one methodology that fits all because sometimes it's completely the other way around where uh, companies just manage to to work together and move forward together and uh, here you've tried it and it didn't work and yet you you succeeded by yourself so it's that there's uh, really uh, several ways of approaching this Uh, I find uh, it's interesting to see this yeah
2: and so maybe yeah. just I think there are two aspects which we learned out of that. Um, I think the one thing which is maybe also important for other discussions is um, so to think about in the beginning of discussions with partners um, about their digital maturity. So is that equal to yours? Um, and is that really do we really have the same understanding of what we would like to do and how that industry really works? <laughs> And uh, the other aspect is really to have the courage to invest um, and the courage to go, um, even if there is a risk and uh, especially family owned businesses, they do everything to avoid risk because that's uh, now there's a family behind uh, most very stable businesses. And uh, to, to do uh, to do that step and to go and invest in such a risky business and not knowing if this really pays out at the end, um, this is also learning for me, uh, just take the step up and really, then correct on the way if you see it's not going in that really f- strong direction. But they are always coming up on the way new uh, ideas and opportunities.
0: And, and like you said, the mindset is very different. Also, I expect when you build uh, equipment and uh, it, it's more uh, you can more plan and 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 have a like your roadmap. Whereas here you have to pivot and and try things out and maybe. Um, you know get rid of some stuff that don't work and of course you know it's financial risk Um, in terms of functionalities or or, um, I mean I guess the 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 platform evolved from when you created it and and what it does now can you give us a view of what it did back then and what it does now how do you did you add some uh, services or elements or or how do you, and and how did you grow the ecosystem around it also I guess it's linked
2: yeah I think. So one of the discussions when I just come from an internal point of view from Uman, um, at that time we had also the challenge that we had quite a big installed base out of the track and trace business. And uh, over the years, um, there is at a certain point the decision um, from a kind of technology aspect. Um, so do we need to renew the technology in the back because some com- components are no longer supported? Security is a big issue. So we had, uh, or we were standing in front of this. Uh, what is the next technology step for the single solutions which we had from the installed base. And of course, we had from the past um, a certain amount of um I would say, island solutions, um, which were uh, project-based developments. Uh, not every the single base uh, was comparable to the other one. Um, so we finally had to make a technology decision. So and everything comes together so that we said, OK, we have to bring that single solutions together and build a strong foundation uh, in, in form of a technology platform so that we are able to scale the solutions uh, on a single side, uh, but also to bring in new solutions, which are most probably not developed from Uman, um, so developed from partners. And therefore, this was not possible to do this with the old platform and also security uh, issues uh, were some uh, kind of um, point which was relevant for us. And therefore, we decided to build a kind of core platform with central services and then uh, also transmitted, let's say, the old solutions which we have to that platform um, and really made it service-oriented and made it really then uh, flexible and scalable. So it doesn't matter if it's happening or this, if the service is running on the machine or is running in a cloud. Um, and on the other side, we made it as flexible as possible that we can also integrate partner solutions. And step-by-step, uh, step, we now see uh, on, on the one hand side that we are upgrading our installed base. And with up- upgrading the installed base, we are bringing on... Add on applications, but also now integrating partner applications and it started just by one or two discussions which we had with startups and how we can work together and meanwhile, uh, we really decided um, to use tech side, let's say, as a partner platform. Um, So especially certain startups can bring in um, their solutions and integrate them. But also we are talking about partners which have services around the platform. So not have only a a central software application, but also maybe is a kind of offering and training. And therefore step-by-step we are talking about uh, what is an ecosystem? What does partnership means? Um, How do we, um, yeah, um, see our market recognition on that part. And how do we talk to our customers? Do we just talk as a pack side or slash woman? Or do we talk uh, openly with that partner brands? How do we promote them? And that's, that is now the level which we are entering um, to think about the rules, um, how to build up such an ecosystem, how to work with partners that they are not just suppliers, um, but really partners uh, on the same level. And uh, yeah, that's the kind of phase uh, where we are at the moment. And so upgrading the install base, uh, integrating partners, and building up an ecosystem.
1: Uh, there was a lot of uh, there were a lot, lot of points in your answer right now. Um, so going back to the first part, uh, you talked about uh, solving the chicken egg problem. So you started um, with the installed base of Ulman. So this gave you a kind of a head start um, because there was some there were some installations and you could leverage them and. Um, then you started to grow. Can you give us some numbers? So how many installations are there? How many, how big is the ecosystem at the moment? Just to give our listeners also a kind of an understanding. Mm
2: Yeah. So, I mean, um, the in the general we do have an installed base um, which is more. I I don't can uh, really uh, release the, the the total numbers, but we do have more than thousand installations um, in field. Um, and this is really then our also upgrade potential. And also we see uh, those with big customers, uh, which are quite probably brands, which you know um, in the public. And then we are at the moment in, in the first draft of the ecosystem. We are um, ongoing with ten partners, um, but this is just the foundation where we started a few months ago. And uh, really now in this in this that discussion, uh, which kind of partners uh, make sense for us, and which we which one we would like to add more to that uh, ecosystem.
1: And and. Um... So you're also talking about partners, but uh, Packside is still owned by Ulman. So, it's, <laughs> or is it an own legal entity? Or are there any plans right now with the with the partners and to grow further, to move the Packside solution and platform out of Ulman and for, uh, put it into an own legal entity? Yes,
2: that's uh, one part of the discussion. So you are quite in, like, heavily invited to have those discussions with my management, uh, because <laughs> yes, we are at that point at the moment, because with around about 200 people, um, you are a, a small or mid-sized software company at the moment, but we still um, belong to Ulman 100% but really um, have a little bit the challenge um, that the brand of Ullmann is always associated um, or linked with um, packaging and machine. And uh, those which don't know us don't associate that there is really a, a software solution, uh, which is vendor independent um, in the back. So that's one of our challenges. And the other one is that software businesses do yeah, a different mindset and work approach than building a machine. And those are two, let's say, cultures which collide within internal Ulman, And therefore, we are discussing how we maybe can really um, bring that to a more legal aspect in the future, but also thinking about um, what does that mean to, to doing this together with maybe some partners.
0: Yes, so uh, I can hear that uh, uh, it was probably, it is probably uh, quite a, a debate internally uh, about this topic. But um, so, um, as uh, Matthias always says, my favorite topic is trust, and I was wondering if you feel that the fact that it's not yet an, a, a different entity. Uh, to Ulman that Pexite is not yet uh or, or not an a different entity to Ulman uh does that could that uh cause some trust problems uh with your customers or partners? <laughs>
2: I, I would not say it's, it's a kind of trust problem. Um, I would either they it's a kind of, um, yeah, the, the situation that the brand of Ulman is more related to packaging and building a machine than not really related uh, to building a software beside the customers which know us and uh, where we have an installed base. So they know us already. Um, so uh, we more have the challenge to, um, if someone is looking for a solution um, and is not known Knowing that Ullmann is developing a software, he would most probably not looking at the website of Ullmann if there is a solution. Um, So that's quite challenging to get recognized for those customers which don't know us. And on the other side, I think that's also a kind of transformation aspect that um, the decision makers for those platforms or applications on customer sites are different partners uh, than we are used to as an ULMAN. So we are not contacting anymore the packaging expert or the production responsible person or the um, purchasing um, responsible person for the equipment. So we are talking to the digital departments on customer side or we're talking to software experts or IT departments and uh, our normal sales force is not used to speak to those contact person or either know them. Um, so that's quite challenging um, and I think that's the same for the partners. Um, if I think our market recognition is known as a machine builder. Um, so using the name on, that's the, one of the reasons why the branding of Peckside is also different from the Ullmann branding um, so that we are building up our own brand uh, which differentiates ourselves a bit from the Ullmann brand and that also gains then at the end trust for partners that we are not just a machine builder.
1: Dear listeners, I hope you enjoy our podcast and you can learn more about building and scaling a successful platform business. I'm Matthias, CEO of Fastbreak One. And as you know, we at Fastbreak One are platform entrepreneurs by heart. Since over 20 years, we are building new platforms and this makes us one of the most experienced platform venture builders around the globe. If you are a corporate and you tried out different strategies, consultants, IT partners, but your platform initiative struggles to scale, please check out our assessment services. For example, we worked closely together with a leading insurance company who tried to establish a platform for two years, but the results were below expectations and the risk to fail was very high. Within one month, we helped them to understand the bottlenecks and created a step-by-step plan to scale. Today, we are working very closely with the company and the platform became a market leader. Yes, we are no consultants, we are entrepreneurs and we love to share the risk and go full in in building new platform ventures. Learn more about our experience and our practices of work at our website, www.fastbreak.one or send us an email to contact at And now let's go back to the conversation. Um, coming again, back to the Alliance, uh, part, and you mentioned that the digital maturity of some of those partners were not, uh, right or ready enough. What exactly do you mean with digital maturity or what kind of aspect, which also implies that if you would restart the whole thing, you maybe you would, uh, better know what kind of partner you were looking for, what kind of, uh, criteria they need to check. And so maybe also for our listeners. So if they thinking about uh, forming an alliance to start a platform, which absolutely makes sense, uh, it's not a false approach, but uh, it's what kind of prerequisite from all the partners should be there to make it a success.
2: Yeah, A very good question. And that also, well, we had the discussion after that as a lesson learned. I think for me personally, the the most important part is um, that each company, which is maybe a partner of such an alliance, um, has really a clear point of decision or strategy focus. What do I want to see or how do I see myself in the the future um, and do I really have a digitalization strategy in place and for me one of the key questions if I come back to being a machine builder today is my vision that I am machine builder in the future or is my vision as an example to build up software um, really as a maybe parallel business system or as a as a maybe unique um, also approach. And if you don't have the discussion or the awareness or finally the decision um, on and the understanding what we would like to be in 10 years or in five years, um, that's really a, a heavy discussion because then you de- don't get the decisions for the investments and the strategic approach and so on. And the other aspect is the involvement of relevant decision makers. And uh, in our case, um, of course, we are family owned businesses, so you need to involve um, the family families or the the ones which own the companies, but also really have the management involved um, to really take that decisions. And therefore, we see a lot of, let's say, um, fear um, what does digitalization really causes in my industry um, does it impact my today business um, is it heavy or not um, and uh, really that um, is a discussion which is not a technical discussion at the end um, so from that point of um, that's for me the key to have awareness and clarity about that uh, that point
1: um, okay this this clarifies a lot um, but and again, coming also back to your point about rolling out and um, yeah, rolling out the platform and uh, <laughs> driving adoption. So you mentioned uh, your Ulman sales force is not the right sales force for a digital product. Um, um, this is also what we learned when we analyzed over 400 um, B2B platforms in Europe, um, how they approach, uh, acquisition of users and so on. And what we also learned is that that, that there's always a mixture. So you can do digital sales like online marketing and things to try to convince, but you also have to bring in kind of value-adding services like standard services, a little bit of consulting, running workshops and so on. Uh, Is this also the case for PECSide? So that in a B2B environment, it's not only about online marketing online sales, it's also you have to create this kind of hybrid approach uh, because you need to onboard the people and onboarding B2B customers, B2B users requires kind of workshops, kind of consulting, kind of other services.
2: Yes, I I, I 100% agree to that. Um, I think what most let's say, equipments developers and suppliers try is using the existing sales force and give them a bit education and hope that they will sell the software like they sell the machine. And uh, after some years of trial and error, then recognizing that that this will not work out uh, in total. But as you say is that um, it's of course uh, selling also the machine with an add-on service is one important part. Uh, the other important part, and that's what we are doing, we need some kind of sales people which are familiar with selling IT equipment and software and talking to those people on the other side. And that's the IT guy, that's the, the software uh, guy, and they have a complete different language than the other ones. So you need also that approach and the third aspect, as we mentioned also, is really to fill up the, the sales funnel and doing um, it uh, on the on one hand side with LinkedIn marketing and also that uh, online marketing, but also really um, software is not just a one shot uh, selling approach. It's always, always uh, combined with doing workshops, selling, consulting, doing some concepts. So it's never coming alone and someone is just clicking on a buy button and then uh, you just have the software um, that's. Really, uh, something which is really intensive, because it's also technically very complex at the end.
0: And you also have the dimension of bringing uh, startups and and new applications onto the platform. So that also requires different skills and uh, uh, both technical and and. uh, business developmental sales skills right
2: yes and uh, from that point of view the technical approach is not the the complex uh, topic uh, so it's always the speed is because those startups they just just uh, meet you and tomorrow we can start and have uh, a workshop so and we are uh, part of a 2000 employee company we have to search for a meeting in four or six week um so and that's the kind of speed which is then really colliding um and really also educates us to Getting faster um, and also to respond very uh, quick uh, to that uh,
0: colleagues. Yeah, speed and processes, I expect also, and things. Uh, yeah. Maybe maybe uh, uh, taking backside out of women would also partially solve some of those issues.
2: <laughs> that uh, is part of the discussion which we have. Yes. <laughs>
1: You, you spoke also about the future and uh, opening up the platform. So yeah, now really creating a broader ecosystem around Packside, And uh, you also mentioned startups. So how, what is your plan of opening up also the producer side of this platform? So not just having users of the services, uh, exchanging data, but also um, yeah, opening up the, the producer side of the platform. Yes. How, how do you want to approach this?
2: Yeah. So, from the one hand side, um, of course, Ulman is bringing in some applications, but from a time point of view, but also from a capacity point of view, this is not uh, the the only answer. So, we are really opening up um, for partner solutions. Um, so, we are really talking and analyzing the market. Um, what kind of nice solutions, especially for the regulated environment, are, are already there? There are a lot of quite nice startups which have uh, good solutions, um, and therefore, we are discussion um, um, if how we can enter the market together, how they can profit from our installed base, but also how we can profit as an example from the solution. And then also we are talking um, from, let's say, a kind of equipment side to partners uh, because the the production process of the pharmaceutical production is quite long. Um, There are a lot of players in it and uh, we are already in, let's say, kind of product development with some of them. Um, So to building up um, or developing uh, applications together, but also um, integrating our solutions on their equipment. Um, so those kind of partners we are looking for. And uh, the third aspect is that we are looking for partners um, out of that let's kind of service and value apps um, area. So that means consulting companies, consulting experts, but also training is a big aspect in pharma um, and how we can use this as an add-on service uh, to the applications uh, on a physical side.
0: It really comes back to what you were saying earlier about building the ecosystem, right? It it was initially a a software, it is still a software platform, but now you're, you started with a product uh, or or, uh, orchestrating transactions, data transactions, and now you're orchestrating or you're going towards orchestrating an ecosystem.
2: Right. Yeah, we are starting to do that uh, and learning on the way. I think the, the term of ecosystem is, is really used very often and frequently at the moment. Um, and we need to be aware of what really is an ecosystem. And that's what I mentioned before. Um, some have an understanding that an ecosystem is just having suppliers um, and handle them. Um, and uh, for us, it's a kind of journey to um, what does that mean really to work uh, on the same level and really open up, um, share information. With which we, as an example, don't uh, will share uh, at, at any time with suppliers, but uh, sharing that information uh, with partners, because at the end, we just want the best for our customers. Um, and that's, uh, from my point of view, the, the value for our customers. And at the end, it's the value for us as patients um, and users of a pharmaceutical product. And um, this should be the, the guiding star, let's say, in that words.
1: This is also our understanding of an ecosystem. It starts with the customers or the users, and an ecosystem is there to, let's say, to combine multiple services into a single experience or a single environment where they have a great experience. Um, so it's always starts with what is the user uh, or who is the user, what a, what what are, yeah, their needs, and how can you create an, a better experience than before by combining multiple services over your platform. Um, Another aspect I would like to focus on, or Natalie, you want to yeah, go no, into I, I
0: just wanted to add this. It's a, To me, it's a, actually a hugely important point, uh, what you just both said. The, the ecosystem is what is um, making the customer journey, the different entities or stakeholders that are uh, around the customer journey. And not, as you said, Catherine, from the company perspective, from your perspective, what is my ecosystem? Who are my vendors? Who are my, my uh, uh, maybe who am I distributing through, etc. That's not what the ecosystem is. So I find that point actually hugely important. So, sorry, I <laughs> thought I would point it out.
1: <laughs> no, 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 I just, I don't want to interrupt. Um, but another quite interesting part is talking about people. So um, (laughs) you mentioned you are kind of a business unit at the moment, uh, a digital business unit. You are the VP of this business unit, digital solutions, um, but you're also a very traditional company. And uh, so I think a huge challenge at the moment is really the war for talent uh, for a lot of those traditional companies. So how have you approach this challenge to attract very good talent and convince them to join your digital solution and uh, being part of your, let's say the the traditional company and not go to, I don't know, Berlin and uh, start an own career in an own startup, something like that.
2: I'm still looking for the holy solution for that, to be honest. <laughs> I mean, um, I think that what you described is exactly what we are facing. Um, I mean, we are um, not in an in an hotspot uh, city, so we are quite on a on a rough landscape area. Um, of course, around our um, location in Laupheim, which is close to Ulm, um, there are some universities, um, and there are but also a lot of other brands and companies which are hiring those talents at the moment um, so it is already a war of talents um, and this means for us internally a big change in how we recruit uh, people, how we attract those people um, it means also a different understanding that uh, you are not joining Ulman once and then get retired after 50 years um, also we need to be aware that maybe some talents join us just for two or three years and then going to the next adventure um, and that acceptance uh, that this is maybe in in today's times, quite normal, and this is a mindset change. So within Ulman, we are quite—I I always uh, say—we are kind of aliens uh, because we look different. We are quite international, so we have more than twenty nationalities within our business unit, compared to the Swabian culture on the other side. Um, that's quite a confronting situation. You can imagine, maybe. Uh, And therefore, um, we are not only looking in the area of Ulm um, for talents, but uh, this is also something which we do more on a more national way, but also on an international way, because in times of uh, Corona, we now, meanwhile, get quite used uh, that we work from doesn't matter where um, it's possible. um, And that's quite a journey, especially for HR. (laughs)
1: And, and and how do you do this with remote? So there's also the, the pandemic, uh, COVID nineteen. Uh, a lot has changed. People work from home. Um, people are now more keen to uh, to a remote environment. So you can also hire developers and other ones from around the world. Um, work together with them in a remote environment. Does it also? Yeah. Is it also? something you consider at the moment or you say no we want to have the people on site uh, because we want to uh, yeah it's better for team feeling or, or i don't know but or, or do, do you also consider going remote
2: yeah i mean i would say meanwhile i would say luckily we had the first corona issue within woman was in within the digital business unit um, so from from one second to the other we had to decide to bring all the people on homework um, uh, say so, um, in february last yeah end of February last, uh, not the first year, um, um, we were immediately in the uh, remote work approach. Um, and honestly speaking, more or less, we are within that situation since two years now. Um, so it hasn't not really changed. Uh, of course, during the summertime, we were um, happy that we had to come back to the office at, uh, at certain points. But meanwhile, the teams and also the people are quite familiar to work um, in such, uh, yeah, with such remote situations. Um, and honestly speaking. This makes it quite easier to, as you mentioned, hire people from around the world. And this is definitely something which makes us more attractive as a company um, that we are able to do this and we are not uh, planning to change this, uh, honestly speaking.
1: When you would do a kind of a recap um, and kind of a a summary of what you have uh, achieved over the last years, would you say it wasn't really the challenge of building a, a platform business it was more the challenge of uh, creating a digital business and transforming so uh, well, how would you phrase what was the real challenge behind was it really think that the people think about platforms multi-sided business it's a different kind of business model or is it more like they did the whole digital world the digital yeah digital thinking or how would you say what was the biggest challenge for women to approach this
2: Good question. Um, And as you said, uh, building a platform was, from my point of view, the easiest part um, because it's a technical approach. um, And of course, you have to think how to realize it and what's the architecture behind. But this is, let's say, a kind of doing. Um, I think the more really challenging part was um, to build up an awareness and sense that the world is changing also from a for a machine building company and that you need to decide which kind of role do we want to play in the future um, and e- especially if we are in competition with Asian companies um, feeling a kind of uh, price pressure and so on um, you need to be aware um, what does that um, yeah what is the impact for more today's business and due to the fact that Uman had already in the past a software part um, and an installed base, um, which most of them, I think, you mentioned that before, not have. Um, It's quite, um, I would say, a luxury situation to to start a discussion because there is a proper business here. But the understanding and the mindset of that company was not uh, really there that we have something which is really valuable already uh, um, available, and to really. Bringing that mindset into that direction, and also the the yeah the ability and the the willingness to invest and going really in that direction, and we are still in the process, to be honest, um, to to push that f- forward. Because each year I have the discussion about the investments of um, yeah um, development investments, uh, R and D investments, and those. Um, I have each year the discussion from the beginning again, and this is at the end mindset um, risk. Ability, but also future orientation. And this is a kind of transformation, which is challenging, but also one of the most amazing jobs I can imagine.
1: What we also learn is, um, so starting this journey once for a company is a big challenge, but to be really true, they need to start multiple of those journeys. Uh, so they need to create a portfolio of those kind of ventures to be really, really successful because it, could, and it can also happen that the, the journey you take with one venture can also be kind of uh, not negative, but not uh, playing out as planned. So you need to stop, you need to cancel it or you need to yeah, put it on hold or whatever. Um, so you need multiple of those ventures, uh, a kind of a portfolio to really ensure your yeah approaching the eco uh, the ecosystem in the right way and building future business and future growth um but this is again another big challenge i think uh also for the traditional companies
2: absolutely and there are lots of trends Uh, which we see beside the digital aspect which are impacting us. Um, I think the most, um, one of the biggest issues at the moment is the area of sustainability and this is also if you are packaging a good, you always handle foil as an example Um, and in terms of sustainability this is the next big disruptor uh, because you just not can change from foil to paper as an example just to pack a good different Um, and that's uh, really something which is also disrupting again to our industry and uh, I totally agree to what you have said um, you need to start also to disrupt all those aspects and and bringing your business and company forward into that direction
1: maybe you can also explain it a bit more we we call it net positive platforms Uh, so we say okay in the future each business needs to or each platform needs to turn into a net positive platform so um, kind of thing which has a positive impact also to the society to the planet and not just for profit um How do you see, could Peckside also turn into this kind of net positive platform?
2: Um, Never heard that term before, honestly speaking, Um, but uh, quite a good question. Um, I think that's a good question to bring back also to the people or to my team um, to think about that. I mean, what we are faced already is... um, Um, to think in applications in terms of environmental friendly uh, applications, which help to reduce the energy. Um, But these are more at at that time, more related to the business, uh, but have an impact on the environment. Um, But at the end, uh, Paxite itself helps um, to produce safe medicine. And uh, at the end, um, also with track and trace, we help that um, medicine is globally available in in an original uh, state. So we are helping that uh, um, there is no falsified medicine in in the pipeline or getting to the people. And on a broader way, you can also see that as a social impact um, from a positive way because we help that those um, copied medicine is identified and not getting and impacting any any people's health.
0: I find this uh, journey, I mean, I, I really see everything you've described as a journey and a, a succession of learnings uh, yeah. and, 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 and pivots, uh, but, uh, you know, Maybe uh, I think Matthias will probably want to ask lots more questions, but as the timekeeper of today, I I have to uh, say that now we've got to conclude. And and uh, I think in conclusion, uh, uh, and I will leave you the last word, Catherine, but I think this is really what I'm taking out of, of this discussion, is this journey that started 10 years ago and that actually A lot of people, when they want to build a platform, they think about building a technical platform. But many times you said this was not a technical stake. We asked ourselves where we wanted to be in 10 years, and that was 10 years ago. Now you're asking yourself again where you want to be in 10 years, Um, and things have changed, obviously. You you see things differently. Yet you're in a very... you know conservative uh industry with a family office business which is probably a bit more conservative also um and but i find that a very healthy um uh way of looking at things um and it really transpires throughout the journey uh also when you talk, you're talking about Uh, evolving from a a, a, a data platform towards building an ecosystem. Uh, Again, this is not a technical view. Um, uh, When you're talking about the ecosystem, and we mentioned it, the ecosystem being seen from the customer point of view, again, this is not necessarily the easiest Uh, way of thinking and approaching things or or the most uh, historically natural way of of approaching things. Um, So I think, uh, uh, you know, uh, and and to conclude, you were talking also about talents and how it was uh, complicated to, 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 to find talents, but how you're trying to adapt your mindset to it. I think the whole journey to me is really about this mindset that you've, uh, You've tried to 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 nurture and adapt, and and uh, and at the same time, um, not impose your own mindset of Ullman to the world, but trying to understand what's happening around you and and learning from that. Um, did did i uh, understand properly catherine i see you nodding but of course we're running at the voice
2: yes 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 <laughs> so. yes I, I was really impressed listening to um how you summarized it and i totally agree with what you have said um and uh, parallel to what you have said i i just uh, had the feeling in my body uh, of course um it's not an easy journey uh, it's a tough journey also for for me personally because you have lot of lots of ups and downs and sometimes um yeah you see yourself uh, in front of uh, some issues crashing or not uh, but at the end it's a journey and it's also a learning curve a big big learning curve and everything you said it's uh, yeah i totally agree to
1: yeah we always conclude and uh, close our uh, session with a question to you um, what would be maybe one or two recommendations to other leaders so you as a leader you have gone through all the learnings and uh, so what would be one or two you would like to give to other leaders Um, maybe some mistakes to avoid or some other things they should do um yeah is there anything you would like to recommend
2: Yeah, there is one big thing I always, or I, I'm still confronted with, with when I talk to others is that the topic of digitalization is often just uh, analyzed and worked on uh, from a technical point of view. That's what also Natalie said before. And um, they start from a technical point and applications and do some MVPs, which is quite good, but th- this is just one little aspect on this and it will never get be successful if you don't look at it from a management perspective. <laughs> And the other learning which I had over the couple of years is um, you need to start and continue the discussion from the top of the company. If there is no awareness, if there is no commitment, if there is no decision, um, it will never be get successful. And um, yeah, don't be afraid to do that discussion. Um, It will be a hard and tough discussion, but um, I think it's worse to do because if we look to the future and look out to the markets, and it doesn't matter which kind of industry, it's uh, dramatically changing. um, And also it's the task of a business uh, to identify what is our role in that changing environment. And therefore you need the stakeholders from the top involved. Um, And that are the two recommendations I would like to give.
1: Very good. Um, if you meet someone, we will recommend him to meet you and to talk to you because you went through a lot of learnings and, I, <laughs> and, um, as we heard throughout our episode, um, you can share a lot of lessons learned. Um, So thank you also from our side, being part of this session uh, and this episode and and sharing all those insights. And yeah, we wish you all the best for for Packside and Uman Group and all the journey. And maybe in one or two years, we can have another conversation about uh, your journey and um, yeah, what other success stories you can then tell our listeners
0: yeah thank you very much maybe in 10 years again Catherine yeah yeah
1: (laughs) earlier earlier
0: thank you very much thank you for having me